You're listening to Live 360 with Tony Sutherland, and this is episode 33. All right, guys, let's jump right on into it. Hey, right here at the top, though, I just want to encourage you, if these past 32 episodes have blessed you and encouraged you, subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review and share it with one or two other people that need to hear what you've been hearing and what you've been able to experience with Live 360. And uh, again, our desire is to help you discover how to have peace and joy in every area of your life. So let's just jump right on in real quick. We're talking about overcoming rejection. Uh, we've been on a, on a series, the first three me monsters that we've been talking about, which has been a part of our me monster series. Uh, we talked about the ambition monster, the promotion monster, the envy monster, and then these two episodes, we've been focusing on the rejection monster, the monster that stings you. And in the last episode, I mentioned one of the keys to overcoming rejection, if not the main key to overcoming it, is to accept your acceptance in Christ. You can go back and listen to episode eight and nine. Uh, we talked about acceptance issues, part one and part two. That was back in June and May of this year of 2020. Um, in our last episode, we talked about the two, the first two benefits of the five benefits of rejection. That was episode 32. Uh, that rejection is correction and rejection is protection. Those two benefits of rejection. We're going to talk about the next three in this episode. And I know you've probably heard some of those somewhere before, but I know that I put a new spin on it that you've never heard before and given you some deeper insight and some other possibilities to consider when you're dealing with rejection. And we don't want to just deal with rejection. We want to overcome it. And I want to teach you some things that won't help you avoid rejection, but will help you get over it, to come over it. That's what overcoming is. It means to come over something, to get healed up, to uh, brush off the wounds and to power up and go to the next level. And if you can get past rejection, you're going to get past a lot of obstacles in your life because rejection can either be a dead end or it can be a gateway. And I want to teach you how to make rejection a gateway, not a dead end. So let's get started in the next three points of our five benefits of rejection. All right, number three of our five benefits of rejection. Number three, rejection is projection. Psalms 110 verse one says, your enemies will be your stepping stone. The full scripture says, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your stepping stone. A few years ago, I was on staff at a church in a large city and uh, things didn't work out too well through a whole long episode. I actually talk about it in my book, Leader Slips, and you can get that book at my website, TonySutherland.com forward slash store. You can also get it at Leaderslips.com. That's right, I said Leader Slips because God doesn't use anyone else but leaders who fail because there's no other kind of leader. All leaders fail. All People fail. Everyone fails. God uses failures. And that's how we learn in life. And uh, so I wrote a very powerful leadership book called Leader Slips. And I said that right. Leader Slips, not leaderships. 
Um, you will slip, you will fall, but it will teach you things. And uh, I share this story in detail um, in leader slips. But a few years ago, I was on staff at a church. Things did not work well. Some of it was my fault. Some of it wasn't my fault. But I learned through it. And I remember as I was going through this season where it seemed like everybody in the church was against me, things were happening that were of no fault of my own. I was really struggling. Uh, Someone said these words to me, Tony, all pride has to go out the window. And when he said that, I realized that a lot of my own hindrance was my own pride. See, sometimes when you go through re- rejection, it will it will eliminate some pride in your life. Pride is the thing that's keeping you back, not rejection. It's the pride in your life. And you have to cast pride out. You have to ask the Lord to speak to you and show you some things about yourself, some areas where you failed. Any major success I've ever made in life was through realizing that my own pride was keeping me back. I had to be open. I had to be willing to change and and do some other things and consider some things about myself that were hindering me. I can't control what other people do to me, but I can control the things that I do to myself. And a lot of times our worst enemy is ourself. It's not what other people say or do. It's ourself. What are you going to do? What you going to do about it? That's what I had to determine. And during this season, um, I came across a scripture, as I just read to you in Psalms 110, verse 1, and the Lord was reminding me, Tony, I'm orchestrating these things in your life. Nothing catches me by surprise. I'll use whatever tools and people and places and faces I need to, to help project you to the next level. I'm not, the Lord's not trying to hold you back. He's trying to release you and build you up and elevate you. He doesn't want you to stay where you are. You know, For a plane to take off, it has to put its nose directly in the face of the wind so it can get lift off. That's how a plane flies. If a plane doesn't fly with the wind, it it flies in the direction of, of, of the opposing forces of the wind that help push it and elevate it. You point your nose in the direction of the adversity and you elevate. That's how you go to the next level. And so for God to project you, he has to... He has to put you in the face of some adversity and some rejection. And when I read this scripture, it was saying, basically what it was, was it was a, it was a verse that was saying, Hey, listen, just sit over here at my right hand, chill out for a moment, a minute. I got your best in, in mind. Sit over here under my right hand, under my favor The Lord said to my Lord, sit over at my right hand until I make your enemies your stepping stone. So sit over here at my favor. Just be quiet for a minute. Let me orchestrate all this stuff that's going on around you because I'm about to elevate you because I'm going to make those enemies that are coming against you, those who will raise you up. You know, um, (laughs) you know, there's a story of an old mule and uh, some guy just thought the mule was ugly and, and he would make fun of him every day. He'd come by the the fence and he'd throw dirt on the on the back of that on the back of that donkey and it just land on his back just throwing dirt at it all the time and making fun of it you're just a dumb old donkey and uh one of the other animals in the in the farm said what are you gonna do about that guy throwing all that dirt on you and the donkey said well whenever he throws dirt at me i just shake it up shake it off stomp it down and let it raise me up 
until I can get over the fence. (laughs) And that's really what it is. We have to get over the offense. Can I just tell you, get over the offense. Because anytime someone throws dirt on you, just shake it off, stomp it down, and let the impact and the packing down of that dirt that falls off your back Just climb up on top of it every time it mounds up and you'll get over the offense. You got to get over the offense. Be like that mule. When someone throws dirt at you, shake it off, stomp it down and let it raise you up. You know, 1 Corinthians 2 and 8 says, if they had known, if the demon forces would have known what they were doing to Jesus, they never would have crucified him. Because in crucifying Jesus, they, they were literally setting him up for his resurrection. God used the enemies of Christ to resurrect him. He had to go through a crucifixion. And you know, in your life, you're going to have opposition. You're going to have people that want to take you out. But what they're doing is they're setting you up for a resurrection, a new season of elevation and power and explosive opportunity. Exponential growth doesn't always come in the successful points of life. Exponential growth comes when you face adversity and you face attacks and you face rejection and people saying no. A lot of times people will say no because they don't want you to go. They don't want to see you succeed. They'll stand in your way. But the Bible says if God before us, who can be against us? You have to trust that God is even using your enemies, the people that actually physically and mentally and emotionally want to do everything they can to stop you, which is not normally the case for most people. Most people don't reject you because they don't want to see you succeed. Most people reject you because they see something in your life that isn't quite what Uh, what they're looking for. They're not doing it out of animosity. They're just doing it out of their own perception of who you are and what you have and what you can do. So they'll say no, or they'll say stop, or you can't make it, or the door's not open. Most people aren't out there to get you. Don't live in that victim hater mentality. Most people out there aren't against you. It's just that They see something in you that isn't quite their cup of tea. And that's okay. You're not going to always be everybody's cup of tea. That's okay. Just learn how to get over it. Don't let your pride get in the way. Learn how to get over your offenses. Shake the dirt off. Stomp it down. Let it raise you up. And and, and the end of my story is, (laughs) if I had not got rejected or pushed back by this church that wanted to oust me and put me out, I would not be where I am today, traveling around the world, preaching the gospel, ministering to hundreds and thousands of people around the world, teaching and developing leaders and working in one of the greatest churches in the world, growing, thriving churches in the world. God used that situation in that season in my life to raise me up, but I had to shake some dirt off. I had to forgive some people. Because I did have people that didn't want to see me succeed. Some of them were just speaking out of their own perception and their own uh, their own tastes and whatever it was. But there were some that really wanted to see me fail. But nevertheless, whether it was whether it was they were aware of it or not, God was using them to become my stepping stone that would raise me up and elevate me. So remember, rejection is projection. Rejection can serve to launch you into another phase of your life, your ministry, career, business, and relationships. All right, number four is similar to number three. Rejection is projection, which means launching us to another level of success. Number four, 
Rejection is redirection or redirection. It gets us going in another direction. Sometimes when you beat up against a door and it doesn't open or there's a no or there's resistance, it can actually help eliminate some of the agony of deciding what you should do. And I'm a very decisive person. I don't like to sit around and go, should we do this? Should we not do this? Should we do this? Should we go here? That's agonizing. I don't like to do that. Sometimes I like to just make a decision and let the chips fall where they may. And it kind of eliminates the process of agony of deciding where you should go and what you should should do. So sometimes I like to uh, just make the decision, run into the obstacle and let the process of the discovery show me where I should go. And that's been a lot of my discovery over the years. I would call it accidental discovery. You know, you're trying to go in a direction that's not working out and then you find a door and you go through that door and you go, oh, wow, I never even just ever even, you know, thought of this or considered this before. And that's how it kind of works sometimes with God. He'll send you in a direction purposely to get rejection or to get rejected. So you'll discover after all, that's really not what I want to do. That's really, you know, I really wanted to do that and I had a passion for it. And I was consumed with it. But now that I've run into it and now that I've met some things and seen some things, I'm not really sure if that's the direction that God would have for me. And it kind of eliminates the emotional need for it. It's like, you know, I got to have this. I got to have this. And then you see it and you've been rejected by it and you've been able to look over the fence a little bit and go, yeah, I just don't think I want that. And it's not, you're not giving up. It's just that you discover that there's something better. And so all of a sudden, another door will present itself. Another relationship will present itself. Another opportunity will come and you'll take it and you'll start discovering speed and joy and passion in that new thing. And you're like, man, I never considered this before, but if I hadn't got rejected over here, I would never be where I am right now. And so it redirects you. It sends you in a new direction. You know, the story of Peter in Acts chapter 12 is, is, is very relevant to this. You know, Peter was in prison. He was about to be executed the next morning. You read where the angel comes into the prison cell, wakes Peter up. I don't know. Maybe Peter was discouraged. Maybe he was down. Maybe he was just tired. Maybe he had just kind of given up and the angel kicked him in the side, struck a chord with him and said, Hey, get up, come on, get up. And he walks him through the prison door, like literally just like transitions him through that door. And he just kind of goes through that door and miraculously comes to the courtyard gate. There's another door. See, sometimes one door will lead to the next door and it's temporary. Sometimes you'll actually get in the door, but then there's another set of rejection steps you got to walk through that take you to another door. And then you, you, so Peter goes through that courtyard gate door and then he gets to the real door. And that's the door at Mary's house where they're having the prayer meeting. Rhoda comes to the door and Rhoda says, hello, who is out there? And Peter says, hey, it's me, let me in. And they've been having a prayer meeting about Peter asking God to deliver him from jail. And Rhoda isn't quite sure that it's Peter. Isn't that funny how sometimes when you pray for God to do something or open a door or create an opportunity and something happens, you're not really sure if it's God or not. So I could see Rhoda going back to the the prayer gathering saying, hey guys, be quiet. I think Peter's outside. And they're like, what? What are you kidding me? Like these people that are praying in faith are actually in disbelief and shock that Peter could actually be out there. 
So they open the door for Peter to come in. See, sometimes, remember this, and, 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 and this will occur. Sometimes you'll get a, an initial rejection. It doesn't mean you should stop knocking or stop believing because that door could be the very door you're supposed to go through. Think about Peter when he was in prison. He thought the door was locked and he wouldn't get out. He needed an angel to kick him and say, no, this is the door you're supposed to go through. But I would venture to say, if you've knocked on a door a hundred thousand times and it's not opening, it's time to knock on some other doors, but don't be too quick to give it up. If it doesn't open the first time, knock again, but understand that every door is a door to another door. Every door that you come in front of isn't the ultimate door. It's just another door. So always don't idolize doors in your life. Don't idolize opportunities. Don't over overcrave something that might just be a transitionary period or a momentary opportunity to get you to the doors that God wants to get you through. Peter had to go through three different doors. He had to go through the prison cell door. Then he had to go to the courtyard gate and go through that door. And then he had to get into the door that meant his safety and protection, which was the door at Mary's house. It was Mary's house. She was having the prayer meeting and Rhoda answered the door and she let Peter in. And God will sometimes have to convince somebody who's rejecting you, rejecting you to open the door for you. So give God some time. But I do want to say that if a door stays closed, it's a door to redirection. Rejection can be your redirection. Um, and remember, just because you get rejected one time doesn't mean it's over. It could, it could be that you just need to persist a little bit, which is number five that we're going to talk about. Rejection is not ejection. Hey guys, we're not hitting the eject button here, but we are hitting pause because I want to take a moment to interrupt this regularly scheduled podcast to remind you that if you're listening to this episode on Apple Podcast, please subscribe, leave us a review, and share it with one or two other people in your life that need to hear what you are hearing today. Hey guys, we're all dealing with uh, rejection. And, uh, but as we're about to continue to learn, it's not ejection. It doesn't mean that it's over. In fact, sometimes it's just a recalibration to get things started in a fresh new direction and, uh, put some things into your life that'll help you even take some catapults to the next level of whatever you're going after that God's called you to. So let's jump back into the content and I'll come back. Oh, and by the way, I want to remind you, there are only two more episodes left in season one. And uh, so want to get you excited. The next two episodes are really powerful. I know they're going to really bless your life. So let's jump back into this uh, episode and I'll come back at the end with some closing comments. Hey, by the way, just want to remind you, if you are enjoying this podcast and it is inspiring you, I want to encourage you to subscribe to the podcast, leave us a review, actually write something out. You can give us some stars, but write a review. We want to know what you're thinking. And then by all means, please share this with one or two other people who need to hear what you're hearing today to encourage them and help them discover how to have peace and joy in every area of their life. Thank you so much. So number five, rejection is not ejection. Just because you get rejected one time doesn't mean it's over. Now I'm going to read some really amazing people who faced rejection. 
Everybody goes through rejection. Everybody does it. All the greats experience rejection. And I did some research on these individuals. And when I say research, I looked them up on Google. And you know it's got to be true because Google said it's true. <laughs> so I'm going to share some. And you may have heard of some of these before. Some of these you may not have heard of. But these are some famous people, some well-known people, some very successful people who experienced rejection. Did you know that Walt Disney was fired from the Kansas City Star in 1919, watch this, because his editor said he lacked imagination and had no good ideas. <laughs> Can you believe that? That's what some people will see in you. It's amazing. Uh, J.K. Rowling, who wrote Harry Potter, got fired when she was working at the London office of Amnesty International because she would write stories on her work computer all day long. She got fired for that. She got rejected for that. Can you believe that? Some people just don't see the greatness that's right in front of them. Somebody of recent note that many of you already know, Alex Trebek, who was the host of Jeopardy, did you know that he didn't have enough money for his junior and senior years in college? So he decided to audition for a job as a radio announcer and was rejected due to a lack of experience. You know, a, a, another interesting fact about Alex that I read is that he's actually the Guinness World Record holder for the most game show episode hosted by the same presenter. He, he hosted, I think it was over 6,600 6, episodes. And on June 13th of just this year, and y'all know that he was, he was, he died of pancreatic cancer. All right. He never missed an episode. Even when he was sick and struggling with cancer, he never missed recording an episode. You talk about somebody with resilience and perseverance. He didn't take one sick day in 6,800 episodes. This was a guy who faced rejection early in his life due to a lack of experience. But what this tells me about Alex Trebek is that his perseverance was stronger than his experiences with rejection. And that has to be the same with you. You're going to have to toughen up. You're going to have to get resilient. You're going to have to have some iron resolve to not let rejection keep you back. It's a persistent life attitude. And it's funny because the only day that he missed in all of his consecutive episodes is when he and Pat Sajak, who, who hosts the wheel of fortune, another great, long enduring game show, they decided to switch hosting days, kind of like to pull a surprise on the public. And so Pat would host jeopardy and Alex would host the wheel of fortune. And, uh, uh, it was actually on April fool's day. So, you know, you have to learn that tenacity is required and perseverance is required to overcoming rejection. We're talking about overcoming rejection today. How about Oprah Winfrey? You all know her. She, she was actually an evening news reporter and got fired because she couldn't sever her emotions from her stories. They fired her because she was too emotional when she reported on stories and that's actually that key quality. See, when someone rejects you, they may actually be attacking the very quality that you have that, that doesn't qualify you for what they're looking for, but is actually the secret sauce of your lifelong success. And that was Oprah Winfrey's secret sauce. So sometimes when you get rejected, it doesn't just turn you away from your pursuit of something, but can it actually kill 
the thing inside of you that's going to be the secret of your success, but you can't let that happen. You've got to believe not only that you're supposed to do something, but you have to believe that you have something and you can't let that rejection kill that that very quality that you have that will cause you to rise to levels of success that the people in front of you cannot see. How about Jerry Seinfeld? Jerry was, he was actually fired after a really bad performance on a minor role that he played in a sitcom years ago. You may have heard of this sitcom called Benson. Uh, it was, and Benson was the star, but Jerry had a little minor role in it, but he, he was let go because it was not a good performance. So we all know that Jerry Seinfeld is not a great actor, but again, you know, apparently no one told him, you know, no one told him at that time that, man, you're, you're a great comedian. You're going to make it, man. It's a, nobody probably really encouraged him on his strong points. They probably just fired him because he couldn't act. And sometimes when you get rejected, you're not going to have someone that says, you know, you know, some people will let you down easy, but some people will let you down hard. They won't give you anything good. They won't give you any, you know, can, 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 can you give me a, can you throw me a bone at least? Give me something good, but you'll get fired, but they won't tell you or coax you or cushion the fall. And I don't think that they told Jerry, Hey, listen, man, you're a funny guy. We've seen you do stand up, but it's just not working out. They just let him go. Okay. So sometimes you have to have good, strong self-belief. You have to know that, that God has promised you something. You have to hold on to that promise, but then you also have to hold on to your potential. Know that you still have the, the thing that it takes to do it. And uh, actually, Jerry didn't know he had even been fired until he found out about it later when he, short, when he showed up for another read through, read through and discovered that his part was missing from the script. <laughs> And you know what? I, I have a feeling that Jerry probably thought, Hey, this would actually be good in another episode somewhere down the line of this show. Maybe I'll write one day. That'll be one of the most successful sitcoms that ever was. Do you see what I'm saying here? Uh, you know, some of you don't even realize that what you're hearing now and seeing now you're going to actually use that. Um, I always say this, you know, the bricks that people throw at you today are going to be the building blocks for your legacy tomorrow. So don't forget that just because someone throws a brick at you, maybe just take that brick of rejection and kind of put it beside you and go, I'm going to use this later. I'm going to use this later on in my life. Um, how about Elvis Presley? You know that after he performed at Nashville's Grand Ole Opry, he was told by the concert hall manager that he was probably better off returning to Memphis and driving trucks, which was his former career before he decided to pursue um, his music career. And we all know <laughs> history tells us that Elvis was one of the greatest entertainers of all time. How about Thomas Edison? You know, Thomas uh, Edison worked at Western Union where he used to kind of in secret conduct these experiments. And then one night um, he spilled some acid on the floor and it ate through the entire floor. So he got fired and then subsequently he decided to just pursue inventing for full time. See, that's that whole redirection thing. You know, he was using that time secretly to do experiments and had a major accident. You know, I remember years ago, I was working as a maintenance guy for a large church denomination. I was weed eating and cutting grass. This was in college. And uh, <laughs> this is this funny. But I was uh, actually uh, driving a tractor one day on the college grounds of the church denomination. 
And this tractor had a pull combine that was mowing grass. It wasn't just a tractor mower, but it actually pulled the mower behind it. It was a pretty large tractor. It was old. Um, it, it, you know, it's basically barely sputtered when you tried to cut grass. And I remember I got on a really steep bank and the, 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 uh, the tractor tipped to the left and it slowly started to roll. I jumped off the tractor and this thing rolled behind me and almost crushed me. I had to run full speed down the hill. Could you see that thing? That tractor was just turning and flipping the combine over and smoke and, and, and screws and metal flew all over the place. And then it just kind of landed at the bottom of the hill, hill and sputtered and, and just kind of died out. And of course, Later that evening, <laughs> I got a call that I was not, they just said, you don't have to come back in the next morning. But see, I had to, I had to be fired even at the fault of my own lack of wisdom, lack of common sense, driving this combine on a steep hill. And, uh, I had to be let go from this job because you know what? That job wasn't wasn't my destiny. It wasn't my future. And you have to remember, even when you're let go from something, now that was a small, menial, like insignificant job. But at the time I needed money to pay bills, pay my car payment. Um, and you know, it was hard. Anytime you get rejected or fired, it doesn't matter what it is. It's hard. It's hard, but you got to get over it. And, uh, but because of that, because of, of being fired from that, I was able to move on to my next thing. And who knows if I'd have stayed there for a few more months, who knows what would have happened. I may have missed something or missed an opportunity that come along that I needed to jump into, but I, I couldn't because I was, well, I was locked in. So God sometimes has to unlock the door and let us out early. Um, you all know Steve Jobs. Did you know that Steve Jobs was actually fired from his own company? And, and what that teaches us is that rejection doesn't expose your ability to perform as much as it exposes people's ability to see what you are and what you have. You know, because most people lack true insight and discernment. Um, all too often, I've seen it even with myself and other people that I know that visionaries are often rejected by the short-sighted, some pencil pusher in a room that doesn't have the ability or the vision or the creativity to see somebody for who they are. And so because of their own short-sightedness, they check the boxes that apparently apply to your life. Um, I, I'm, I'm here to tell you those with long range vision, you, you mark my words, those with long range vision are usually opposed by those who can only see to the end of their nose. I want to encourage you to keep persevering. Don't let someone's short-sightedness keep you from seeing far and dreaming big and shooting for the stars. All right, let's just read a few more of these real quick. Abraham Lincoln. Did you know that when Abe Lincoln was just young and entered the war, he entered as a captain, but he came back as a private. You talk about discouraging. He got demoted down to a private but you know, later on, he tried to start up a ton of businesses, all of which failed. And then before becoming president, he lost several runs for public office. How about Albert Einstein, considered one of the smartest men of our time? He didn't even speak until he was four years old, and he couldn't even read until he was seven. 
And then he was expelled from school later on and wasn't even admitted to the Zurich Polytechnic School. But you know, long story short, he came around. How about Lucy? Lucille Ball, y'all know who she is. She was actually considered a failed actress, a B-list actress. So much so that her drama instructors urged her to try another profession. Another famous person you all know, Vincent Van Gogh. You know, it's hard for me to believe this in, in some of my reading of him, but during his lifetime, he hardly received any acclaim for his work. And, and they say in, 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 in most places that while he was alive, he only sold one of his paintings. And that was just kind of like to a friend for a very, very small amount of money. But, you know, despite all this, he, he continued working throughout his entire life. Uh, never really seeing success himself, though his paintings right now, if you look at some of them, they're worth millions of dollars. And, and this reminds me, guys, that God's promises to you are bigger than your lifespan. You may never know the fruit of your, your life until eternity. And we're all going to need to just accept it. I believe that what God has put you and me and many of us in is ultimately not for us. It's for others. And so you have to remember that something truly meaningful will always live beyond you. How about Stephen King? Now, you may not be a fan of his, his books and movies, but what's a fascinating story about him is his famous movie, Carrie, from the book that he wrote, was rejected 30 times. So King threw it in the garbage. And it was only because his wife went through the trash and recovered it and reconvinced him to submit it. Okay? Thank God for a good wife. That's happened many times in my own life. My wife has been there to really encourage me. And you just need people around you to encourage you to keep going. Um, Steven Spielberg, he was rejected from uh, film school. One particular school, he was rejected from three different times until he decided finally, after that door wasn't an, wasn't opening, to apply to another school he got accepted and the rest is history. And some of you are accepted. Some of you are upset because you didn't get into the program this time. Michael Jordan, he was cut from his high school basketball team. And I love what he once said. He said, I have missed over 9,000 shots in my career. I've lost almost 300 games. On 26 occasions, I've been entrusted to take the game-winning shot and missed. I have failed over and over again in my life. And that's why I succeeded. Wow. Powerful. How about Dave Ramsey? You all know Dave Ramsey. He's the guy that gets us all out of debt. He couldn't sell his book to anybody. And his story is fascinating. Dozens of rejections. Um, he calls himself a broke guy who wrote a book on how to get unbroke. <laughs> and his books have sold probably as of to date over 10 million copies. Amazing. In fact, the very book that got rejected those dozens of times sold 2.5 million copies. That's incredible. And his story, I mean, we're talking clip art illustrations, you know, just a guy who struggled. He had to file bankruptcy early in his life. He filed bankruptcy. A man who's teaching people how to get out of bankruptcy actually had to file bankruptcy. Don't let where you are to convince you that you are not qualified to pursue your dream of helping other people 
where you are unqualified in. In fact, Satan will often discourage you in the very area, attack you in the very area of your life where you feel unqualified. So get courageous, get confident, be encouraged, stop giving up, persevere. Don't let rejection hold you back because rejection is, is not ejection. It's not, it's over, it's done, you're finished. You're hopeless. It's not going to work out for you. Why are you trying this? You've got to learn tenacity and perseverance and push through the rejection. Keep a good attitude. Keep a humble attitude. Don't let yourself get proud and haughty because rejection can be correction. Rejection can be protection. Rejection can be projection. Rejection is redirection and rejection does not necessarily mean ejection.